Righto, welcome back to the Maximum Cricket Podcast. This is the Patreon Power Play, powered by our wonderful patrons who foot the bill. Last week, we, we reviewed one of the greatest one-dayers in history. The time Australia became the first side to pass 400 but still lose. It was received well from the punters, so well that we decided to run it back, sort of. But as it's World Cup week, we wanted to make it World Cup related. The last time we did that, we went for one of the darkest days in Black Caps history, the 2019 World Cup final. To be honest, it was a pretty tough pod, not going to lie. This week, we decided we wanted to go the opposite route, um, a game that filled us with a lot of great memories. Um, look no further than the, than the 2015 World Cup semi-final between New Zealand and South Africa. We've got Lugsy and we've got Jacko with me here today. Um, Jacko, I believe... Uh, you were keen to get something off your chest beforehand, something about a potential sponsorship or no sponsorship, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's come across my feed today, and I'm sure it's going to sort of trickle through as summer rolls around. But um, check the stories. Yeah, yeah. Check the stories. Pending comment from New Zealand's favourite retail Rebel Sport TMC will be will be putting a black black line through Rebel Sport um, as an affiliate. Uh, mainly due to the worst ad I've ever seen. <laughs> we're talking, we're talking. A guy with pads, maybe up to his cock. We're talking <laughs> cookie whites with New Balance kit, untucked uh, with GM helmet, untucked. Probably the worst cover drive I've ever seen reenacted. <laughs> There's enough good-looking cricketers out there, Rebel Sport. Just hire one of them to do your cricket campaign thing. The, what does that say about the cricketers out there? Apparently, we're not not. There's not a single good-looking cricketer that they no, had to get incorrect. a model that cannot play cricket. Oh, you say that, but the good lids, the good lids model. He's an Auckland A cricketer. Get him in there. Like there's talent around in the cricket oh, circles. Yeah. And this 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 popped up on my gram feed. Hence, I asked you about the gram hiatus crime earlier. But just uh, just purely atrocious. Ruined my night. Ruined my day. I can't wait to see this air. I'm never, I'm never, I won't, I won't shop there until I see, I see like a public apology or something. That's absolutely (laughs) disgraceful. Um, But that's not why we're here um, to talk about our non-sponsorship. Boys, the year was 2015. It was a Tuesday, not just any Tuesday. We were all, all three of us huddled around Ratbags Bar, a few of others in central Dunedin. Um, boys, take us back to the 2015 World Cup, a home World Cup. Paint us a picture for the listeners on what it was like for us in 2015. We'll start with yourself there, Lugsy. Well, um, four words I'll give for you for a Tuesday at um, IBs or, or Ratbags is half price, half meter. Um, yeah. The sort of pizza, the the pizza setup we were running most Tuesdays there. Um, yeah, wow, just just a hell of a Tuesday. Um, I mean, take me back to that whole period. Well, I mean, just one of the great four to five week runs in, in New Zealand cricket history. I would say the peak of New Zealand cricket fandom. I don't know if they've ever gotten as high as they were at that World Cup. Um, BMAT was sending the message to, to believe in New Zealand and, and everyone did. We did to dream, so... And that particular Tuesday started at Jack Hunter's um, and sort of watching it there. And then we moved on to IB's and 
Uh, just a special Tuesday. It actually hurts looking back at times because you, you want to do it again. I mean, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell you where I finished that night. So uh, it's nice to know you had some sort of picture of <laughs> of the night. It was. That's, it that's was, the option for was, man, had I? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jacko, what do, you, what do you remember? Yeah, I mean, just echo what Crom said. I think that's my favourite period as a Black Cats fan. I think there'd be you'd be hard pressed to be anyone and think of a better time to be a Black Cats fan. It sort of felt like the up the wires movement. It felt like the uh, the eleven World Cup at home, the rugby one. Like it was sort of the the pinnacle of being a New Zealand fan. And, and rewatching that sort of long highlights today just took me straight back. I mean, I was, um, I think I was freshly back from the UK, sort of net bowling slash working at movie theatre. Really, just you know, peak club cricket lifestyle. Um, but yeah, did, getting us didn't free movies. Yeah, didn't start till 5pm, so could have a massive Tuesday. Um, don't know where I started watching the game. I don't know if I was at Jack's flat. Probably was. Um, but then, yeah, down down to IBs. And I just remember we had this table in front of the big screen. And there might have been a couple of tables around us behind us, but it was just covered. In, and I'm going to say metres of pizza. There was probably four or five <laughs> of us. Each got a half metre. Uh, I think we went back for it. I think me and Crom split a second half meter each at one point. Um, lots of jugs, just and I mean we just been there when that that six got hit into the crowd. It, it'll be my non-playing probably favourite cricket memory, I'd have to say. So um, blacked out. Don't remember the final, but that was a hell of a Tuesday. <laughs> I think I think the age that we're at sort of helps. Like you're in your twenties, oh, yeah. yeah. Like that you don't have you don't really have any responsibilities. You just, nah. you know, these things matter. You're drinking, obviously, and just things get a little bit wild. And rewatching, yeah. um, rewatching this couple times, it just takes you back immediately to the feelings you had. Like I, I thought yeah. it was like you know you 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 want to watch like you want to feel good uh, on a on a random weekday. And you chuck in your favourite comedy, like you might might be an Anchorman, a um, Step Brothers, and you know what's going to happen. You've seen it, you know all the lines, but it still makes you laugh. And that's yeah. the same effect this had. Like I knew it was going to happen, um, but it just made me feel so good all the way throughout. Like it's just just great stuff. Yeah, still got just as nervy when Grant was hitting those balls up in the air to yeah. sort of in between fielders, like. You just thought like I know this is a highlights package, but this one we lose this because Granelli just holds out again. But thankfully not. Okay, should I? Yeah, we'll um, I'll try and I'll try and. Worst, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. I'll uh, I'll try to a recap, a re-summary if I can. Um, <clears throat> South Africa, they chose to bat. Uh, opening up, they had an old Hashim Amler and a young Quinton de Kock opening up for South Africa. Uh, they were met by the ball absolutely hooping around from Saudi and Bolt. Do not remember Kookaburra's doing it, like hooping like that uh, beforehand or after. Uh, both of those guys breathing fire in that tournament. Amla and Dukok were dismissed by Bolt with the score at 31 for two inside seven overs. One of the more fascinating periods followed as McCullum just absolutely went gung-ho for the kill setting overly attacking fields there's a we'll get to a picture of the match but there's a picture with like McCullum setting having five slips at one stage in a one-day international um and just bowling out 
his main frontline bowlers just going for that kill. And um, South Africa just were in survival mode. They weren't going quick. They were going luck. They'll be luckily if they're lucky to go four and over over that period. Faf Dupasee and Riley Rousseau, they played and missed a few times, but ultimately they did their job. They blunted New Zealand's attack so that when they lost their third wicket at 114 for three, the best player in the world and South Africa's captain, Avery de Villiers, came in and the stage was set. De Villiers, Faf, put on 100 in just 12 overs as they took apart New Zealand's fifth, sixth and seventh bowling options because McCullum had bowled so many overs from his frontline bowlers. Um, it meant de Villiers in particular could dine out on bowlers like Anderson who went at 12s, Grant Elliott, um, I think Williamson bowled a little bit. He was 60 off just 38 as the heavens opened up just as they were about to really put us to the sword. Um, the game was revised to 43 overs a side when they returned. New Zealand striked away, uh, strike, uh, strike straight away, dismissing Faf for a very well-composed 82. While everyone was worried about De Villiers, it was actually David Miller who then took apart New Zealand for the next five overs. 49 off just 18 balls as South Africa scored 64 in those five overs and AB just made five runs in that time. Um, New Zealand was then set 298 to win off just 43 overs. Uh, but after the uh, yeah after Duckworth Lewis adjustments, the required run rate was six point nine three. That run rate was down to five point nine seven after five overs, as New Zealand absolutely came out out of the gates all guns blazing, taking seventy one off the first five overs at a run rate of fourteen and over. Martin Gutwell was on six at that time. Um, Brendan McCullum, 59 off 25 balls as he took apart Philander, Morkel, Stain. Kind of ironic. I didn't have this down, but I was just thinking about McCullum's reign um, where Philander, Morkel, Stain took apart New Zealand for 45 all out. It's nice that it's come around full circle, uh, but I digress. Mornay Morkel uh, was able to get Africa back, getting rid of McCullum and then Williamson for not many Ross Taylor got the win okay until Taylor was involved in, in his 178th run out of his career. This time it was Guptill that fell for 34. And when Taylor was strangled down the leg side by JP Dermody for 30, it really was South Africa's game. New Zealand now 149 for four. They needed some consolidation. Thankfully, because of McCallum's run rate, but, uh, because of McCallum, the run rate was under control. So Grant Elliott and Corey Anderson could ease into their work. Those two put on 103 and 16 overs to put New Zealand back on top. Corey Anderson was brutal for his runnable 58. But just as he was about to put the final nail in South Africa, Mornay Morkel stepped up again. Anderson skied what felt like um, one of the highest hits I've ever seen in my life, one of the most pressure catches ever from Faf. He took an unbelievable catch. Um, Luke Ronke was dismissed not long after, and at 269 for six, New Zealand still needed... 29 off 17 balls. Elliot and Vittori chipped it around until the final over where they need 12 off the last over. Dale Stane, perhaps South Africa's greatest ever bowler, was the bowler to, to bowl the last over. The first ball, slower ball to Vittori, beaten, but they run a bye, 11 off 5. Second ball, full toss outside off. Elliot smokes it. Slightly aerial, De Villiers attempts to dive forward to catch it, but he gets it on the half volley. That's his knees, I think. New Zealand run run a single, 10 off four. Third ball, one of the most underrated shots of this game. Um, Stain bowls, pretty much the perfect delivery. Wide hole, 
Vittori backs away, throws his bat at it, squeezes the ball between point and third man, somehow gets it with enough power that he gets a boundary, six off three, fourth ball, short ball from Stain. Vittori misses it, they run another by, five off two. Fifth ball, the first time that Stain actually misses his length, uh, it's a length ball outside off stump, and as so wonderfully called by the great Ian Smith, Elliot hits it into the grandstand, and New Zealand are in the World Cup final. Grant Elliot, Superman. Boys, one of the great days, um, and not just Black Caps history, but I would say New Zealand sports history. Um, what, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, we could start at the at the start or the middle or the end. Um, yeah, to just, just, just start wherever you like, fellas. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Smitty recaps it. He calls it the Garden of Eden. So, um, you know, we'll we'll start right at the beginning. Um, I I don't think I've ever seen New Zealand bowl better, and they were thirty for none off three overs. It felt like like they would. It just felt like they like. I was watching this today, and and it started from sort of over one, but it felt like there was about like forty dismissals in this game, and only sort of the twelve went to hand. Um, that first spell, Ronky, this might be his worst game as a black cap, I think. Um, <laughs> and since so many runs, dropped a couple of dollies, but you know, we got there anyway, so that's all good. But, um, just an exceptional sort of opening spell from, from Sally and, and Bolt. Um, fair enough from McCullum going sort of foot on because sort of we saw against, um, against. England that the, the swing can just rip through up top and and that later in that World Cup but um yeah Eden Park was rocking and, and it was throughout the whole World Cup so yeah with the ball exceptional early New Zealand probably unlucky so um you know that that's maybe our first big what if but uh yeah Africa did very well to get to a total and uh, could have been seriously big without that rain yeah, I, I think for me when I think about this is like there's probably a few games if you were going to define the McCallum era of like what you'd show them as to why people believed in that side um, and sort of believed in McCallum and sort of hold him in a bit of folklore even now. And this is one of the games. Like the captaincy, whether you like, sort of thought it was too aggressive or not, that's what he did. Slipfield is in, the way he batted, the crowd going wild, you sort of – it was like New Zealand teams of old, I don't know if they handle that sort of crowd, but the way McCullum came out and blasted it and the way he um, led with, like, with the captaincy, <clears throat> the way he put fielders in always attacking, you sort of you just started to believe more than, than Black Caps fans were used to. And you sort of thought, if he leads the charge, we'll go with him. Um, so it's just the, everything about it for me. The crowd, Smithy on comms, Warney in there on comms, um, the way McCullum catch and the way, way he batted, it was just it just sums up that era perfectly for me. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Right, let's let's move on to some categories, and we'll obviously dive a little deeper into the game as we get through. Um, I'd be surprised if um, I'd be surprised if uh, the Hairy Javelin doesn't win this award because it is named after him. Uh, it is the Hairy Javelin Award for the defining pitcher of the match. Um, obviously. <laughs> Uh, Grant Elliott, arms aloft, Superman. Uh, it's pretty iconic, but I'll, I will throw out an, another few. Um, obviously, the Grant Elliott picking up, Dale Stone has to be mentioned. Um, Jack, I believe you'll have something to say about that. 
Um, yeah, there, there is. I mentioned it before. Just, just that there's a picture of um, the Black Caps cordon. Um, like I said, five slips in a one-day international is just unheard of. It sort of captures like, like if someone told you that South Africa got um, about two eighty in like forty-three overs, um, you wouldn't have suspected that at some point. McCallum had five slips. Like it just doesn't make any sense. And then there's sort of a the last picture I've I've got is just it's just the whole Black Caps. It's led by McCullum and they're doing like a lap of honor around uh, Eden Park. And I think I think that sort of capsulates just what that ride meant for New Zealand at the time um, for me. So, uh, boys, any other nominations? Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I sort of said on it this morning. Ever since that Lee, Flintoff company Lee, every other company photo is just not as good for me. Um, still a great snap, still a great moment of sportsmanship, but it feels like, you know, ask for McDonald's, mum says we've got food at home, this is the food at home sort of thing. So um, just, I mean, it's st- still a great pick, not 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 sort of taking away from the pick, but just those sort of picks will never, never be as good. I think the one with Elliot arms up, staying like on the ground, head in hands, it's no better. It's it's the snap of the game. Like you probably like when I thought back of this game, you can almost you almost forget the entire game apart from that one ball, like in your memory. So, oh yeah, um, yeah, that's easy. And there's there's a great snap of of Stain sort of sitting there throwing away his sweatband just in the middle of the, in the pitch, which is a a hell of a snap. But um, Obviously, very disappointed, but just just one of those things. But yeah, there's, I mean, one of the great games, and, and there's only one photo for it. It's just after the defining moment, and yeah, Grunter with those arms raised, it's got to be number one. Yeah, I'll just just quickly shout out one more or two more, um, because obviously, yeah, the the Jav Jav's arm up is our winner. Um, but I think that there is a great photo of McCullum and Vittori uh, arm in arm, um, and it's like that was sort of. You know, the old firm, they almost sort of looked at them like, fuck, I've seen some rough times in this Black Caps yeah. outfit. Like, they've been, they've been through it a bit more than, than anyone else. And, like, for them to have their moment was it was so good. So I was like, just the end <clears throat> arm and arm is great. And if we extend this just ever so slightly to, to best video, I mean, go to YouTube and search <laughs> best, best dance for in New Zealand. Um, and you'll see the horse at his absolute best. I, I seriously encourage, if you want a man fizzing about some cricket, please go to YouTube, search best dance for New Zealand, and it's worth your 50 seconds. Fuck, we should have had him on, actually, to just help us review this game. Yeah, yeah actually, I could. That would have been a good option, actually. Um, could be a okay, bonus, the, bonus. Uh, Yeah. Um, the Bradman Award for the best stat of the game. Um there's three that I've, I've uh, managed to dig out. Uh, you guys might have an, uh, some more. Uh, Brendan McCullum made 328 runs in the tournament at a strike rate of 189, the highest out of any player in the whole tournament. Like to just to think that's that's actually wild. Um, the next stat it was uh, this this game was actually the battle of the chokers. Um, it, it looks odd thinking about that now because of the the cap's success since that period, but. Um, before this game, New Zealand had had made six semi-finals, including the previous two. South Africa had made three semi-finals. Neither side had had won a semi-final. Um, Still so, had yeah. one one. So. 
1-1. Well, yeah, what a test championship, but that's uh, whatever. Um, and also, my last stat, uh, going into this game, the semi-final, Grant Elliott had 143 runs in the tournament in six innings, averaging just 23 with the bat with zero 50s. And then he wow. finished averaging averaging 44 with two 50s in the semis in the final. I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a turnaround for, for Grant Elliott. Any yeah. any other any other stats you, you sort of found, lads? Yeah, but pr- probably not an exact stat, but probably a good place to bring <laughs> it up. Just the amount of like drop chances, miss runouts, like opportunities missed in this game would be would have to be close to the highest ever. Like I I swear there was probably like at least ten drop catches. South Africa took the bales twice in a run out. There was another two or three just like complete easy looks at stumps. Like, I. I mean, I know it's high-pressure cricket, but um, I, I can't remember looking at a highlights package, which probably features as many Mr. Smithsles as sort of bombs hit. So um, not an exact stat, but but quite fascinating to watch. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing I completely forgot or, or wouldn't have thought is they did slash on, on the highlight package that South Africa were the tournament favourites going in. I wasn't aware mm. of that, and I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to see I, the I don't know if that was true, eh, but... Was it was that true? On the TV though, so who, who we did yeah, that. I know. Yeah. I just I don't know if it's Aussie at, and Aussie is a pretty. I, I mean, that's exactly what came to mind. It was a yeah. very good then, South African team. It was a very oh, very good side. side. Very. Yeah. And also, did you see um it flash up just on that highlight package? I think we all watched the same one. If if it had it been a tie, we would have just gone through. Yeah, we were the high yeah. ranked side. Do, do you do you know what's yeah. funny? I don't want to bring up the twenty nineteen World Cup, but if they had that same <laughs> rule. In 2019, we would have won the World Cup. I don't want to, you know. That was gonna, to... Yeah, that was going to be an unanswerable question. Yeah. Sort of. Wait, were they? Actually, I have to look at the the, st- the tables. Maybe we didn't, but maybe we just made that up. But um, that's neither here nor there. We'll find a way to win that World Cup one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, righto. Uh, shot of the game. Um, on the lookout for this award to be named after someone. Um not too sure. Any thoughts? Maybe like a, a Ricky Ponting shot of the game, like yeah. after his pull shots. Maybe I don't know. Just workshopping so it. I was if you got any, if you got any ideas, of, like please do uh, send us a comment. Yeah, I, I don't mind the Ricky Ponting one, and it, funnily enough, it's not for the pull shot. It's for that charge check straight drive he hit for six in that game. Um, which in this game? I mean, no, no, no. In, uh I don't know what game it was. I can't remember, but just running at a guy, checking straight drive for six. Maybe the best shot I've ever seen. But yeah, just clip clip that in for me here, so I don't look like a Wally. But um, <laughs> yeah. I don't hate the Ricky Ponting shot of the game. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah we'll just we'll workshop for now. Um, so here are my nominations for this game. Um, starting with AB De Villiers. Uh, I'll start with AB De Villiers. He's when he charged Corey Anderson. Um, and then he also pulled him straight down the ground into the second tier of Eden Park. Like, it's just, you forget how good A.B. de Villiers is sometimes when you watch him back. Like, he is. I think Corey Anderson of sort of. So, I think he forgot that it was international crook and he wasn't still 15 playing bowling balances at bloody 14 year olds that couldn't handle it. He just decided to go short at A.B. de Villiers time after time, did he? <laughs> Uh yes, yes, I guess he did. Went at twelve this game. Um I, I could I couldn't think of one in particular shot from McCullum. There was so many. Oh um, so I'm gonna you. go I'm gonna go yeah, that one first six. He's one that first six and a first over. 
Um, just when over he, extra just cover set off standard, like he cut him, he sort yeah. of cut him for six over point. I just think that set the standard um, for yeah. mine. Um, I've got the one. Just a, I've got a Corey Anderson uh, pull shot. Just, just he, just a, I love his pull shot. He just muscles it. Um, and our last two, I've got uh, Vittori squeezing out Dale Staines, Yorker for four in that last over. Again, <laughs> underrated. Yeah. And obviously, uh, the Grand Elliott winning shot. It's um be tough to beat that one. But any, any other nominations, Jacko? Yeah, McCullum going inside out over extra cover off Stain has got to be the sh- like pretty close to the shot of the game. Um, that was. I mean, I remember watching that today and thinking that that's just an obscene cricket shot against Stain at the sort of top of his powers at the time. But um, yeah. That, that final shot is, is maybe the best shot in New Zealand cricket history, so it's got to be that. Yeah, I, I love the Vittori one because that's the one sort of as a smug cricket fan you, I like to point at. You know, when you're trying to feel a bit better than other people and they talk about the Hiri Jav one, you go, yeah, but that, that Vittori one, mate, that's the one that gave <laughs> us a chance. Um, but the, I, for me, there was a straight drive um, from BMAC to... To, from uh, Stain that BMAC smoked. And I think it near went on the roof. Um, that was as clean as... Uh, that was honestly as clean as you like. That was nearly out of the Garden of Eden. So that that was out there for me. I mean, it's obviously jazz, but but that BMAC yeah. was, was incredible. Yeah. No, I can't uh, can't fault any of those. I'll, I'll go jazz as well uh, for obvious reasons. Um, the Glenn McGrath 2005 award for the turning point of the game. Um yeah, we, we touched on the on the missed chances. Um, I've got here. Uh, there was a couple of missed runouts from South Africa. Um, AB de Villiers' mm. missed runout was egregiously bad. Looking back, like it was a terrible throw. Grant Elliott is like he'd be closer to the other end than um, yeah. the the bowlers in, and AB de Villiers just come flying in. Um, Tried to pick it up in one go, maybe just got a bit of hit himself and just took out the stumps. Uh, pretty much the same sort of thing happened uh, to DeCock. Same, got it on the half volley, got a bit aggressive. Um, Elliot was coming back for two. Uh, this was in the forty, the forty point, the fortieth over, I think. Um, so those two are there. The rain delay, just as uh, South Africa are about to launch. There's talks that that's the turning point. Um, and my last one is um, Elliot dropped uh, in the 42nd over um, just just with that collision was yeah um, you forget how close like if they caught that that game that's actually game over at that point and and yeah. um, like that's that's cool. I mean if I'm a surfing fan watching <clears> that back that's a that's a tough watch because uh, that's like it's a yeah, not great not great so um any others lads? Yeah, I think I think the rain. I'll probably classify the rain as the big what if, as opposed to like the turning point. I know, you know, cricket's yeah. a weird game that you know, if there wasn't rain, Faf could have got out the exact same way or all got cleaned up. But um, so more of a massive what if the rain for me. But yeah, I think that 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 catch with the collision is it. That's that's bolt stepping on the boundary stuff. That mm. is World Cup. South Africa's in the final if they catch that. Like it's probably, you know, similar to New Zealand running out Dhoni in the semi in 2019. Like it's just, that is is just a nice, clean as you like, should be taken at that level. Um, that's got to be number one. The run out, 
sort of always tricky barehanded at the bowler's end. Um, but yeah, that, that catch has got to be it. If they, if they take that Africa into the final, no matter what's happened pre that game, they win it if that gets taken. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, I won't expand too much. 100%. That's, a, that's the biggest moment. The rain factored in, obviously, and we'll talk about that a bit later again. Um, there's a few like drop chances from us as well that you wonder what would happen, but they're not really turning points because we still won. Um, so yeah, 100% that moment. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll second that. Uh, it's pretty hard to. Jacko makes a very good case. Um, yeah, the Stuart case. Clark, the Stuart Clark Award for I forgot he played. Formerly the Andy Mackay Award, but we sort of tweaked it because. It's not just a bad player or a player that's sort of yeah probably not up to that level. It's a it's a player that you you probably shouldn't forget, but uh, you have forgotten he's out there. Um, sort of pop, sort of players that pop up in the the weirdest spots, like <clears throat> Short Clark being in that uh, four hundred plays four hundred uh, ODI. Um, so my nominations, I've got I've got a couple. Um, forgot Riley Rousseau used to play for South Africa like way back then. Like I just forgot that yeah. didn't realize that he's sort of been a, a T20 sort of mogul now, like sort of real good, like T20 player. Um, I forgot uh, that De Kock was a young, a very, very young De Kock was in that side. Thought it was a little bit later. Can I just, um, can yep. I just pause you there quickly? Um, how good was, how, how hurt did De Kock look going out? I mean, there's genuine near tears streaming down the <laughs> oh, face. He's got, he's got the biggest he's whiny that- face ever. He's got that real youthful, like quite scared, whiny, like that really hurt. And I'll tell you what was great in the background. They're just playing um, Only Love Can Hurt Like This, just as he trots off <laughs> with the saddest face going. <laughs> really good stuff. Oh, DeCock. Um, the other ones I've got, uh, I forgot. Sometimes I forgot Matt Henry was actually the third seamer. Um, did a job. Mm. Thought he was a thought he was a little bit later, but... Um, no, I forget who's playing that game. Uh, my last one is A.B. de Villiers bowling death overs. Um, oh, that's, that's that. That's, yeah. That's yeah. not going to point us out. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't he go at 12? Like, that is just oh, yeah. wild. Why I actually, um, yeah, why is he bowling? Yeah. I mean, I probably had – it was it was tough thinking who was here. So, so I actually had a list of things that had – sort of happened that I'd forgotten about. Um, De Villiers bowling right up there. I mean, that is yeah. that shocked me to see. Kane bowling as well, um, sort of very interesting. Um, but I think the biggest thing I'd forgotten about, which sort of read its head there, was the two we catch a million. Um, those orange tees oh, with the, the target. I had, I, I'd forgotten that they had swept the nation and you saw those two we catch a million tees. Just all over the place. It was it was it was a great time, and you know you get your box of twoies which you pour down the drain, but you get the t shirt and you hit along. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had I had the, the twoie catch a million movement there as my sort of um, the Stuart Clark big player that you forgot was there yeah. because that was a that was a hell of a time to be a cricket fan. The twoie catch a million. Yeah. Um, so, um, we're very on the same page here, Jack. I mean, you don't you don't throw those toys out there. You leave them for when you get home about three thirty four, watching the last resorts and stuff. Um, you don't throw them out though. No, but, no, no. Yeah, I, I, there you bring I there you that, bring eight and leave a twelve sort of job. <laughs> yeah. I had that actually under the under the best kit category, but I'm happy to put it here because yeah, that stood out like a sore thumb yeah. for me. 
We could probably uh, sort of combine these two segments because I sort of, it's kind of like what's aged the best and I didn't really have a place to put it, but I might add this one to this list. Um, betting power plays, um, sort of forgot they were a mm. thing. Like mm. bet, like back in the day, like you just, like it just like roguely in like the 30th over, like you're only allowed two outside the circle and it's just absolutely yeah. carnage for a bit there. Um, yeah, we've got yeah, two guys here, boys, time to get the power play. <laughs> um okay couple more segments to go apex mountain um there's an obvious answer but i want to run through a few others um the obvious one is grant elliott uh, it's going to be a pretty unanimous one yeah. that is that's a yes for him uh cory anderson apex mountain for cory anderson Pretty close. I don't know. I've... He got that pretty fast hundred in Queenstown. Yeah, I was going to say that. That Tom, um, yeah, what, what, what leads to the biggest T twenty T twenty contract? I wonder because it's whatever probably leads to that. It's mm. probably his biggest moment. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Hard set because I guess like I guess like this innings was kind of like the end. This innings was kind of the end. If you know what I mean, it was probably wasn't mm. the peak. Um, so I don't mind that. Um, just cricket in New Zealand. In general, yeah, I don't think so. There's 100%. no way that it's it's never been bigger than that point. The World Test Championship final is 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 not quite the same. Kind of leads into the next one. Is it the apex mountain for for the Black Caps? Like, do you put this moment over the World Test Championship? Feels like it's the World Test Championship, but <clears throat> I, you, you could you could see the case for the for the um for this game. Yeah, it's something about like we played every game in New Zealand and this was the last game in New Zealand. It did feel like a final sort of thing. You know, mm. like it was our, that, that peak of, of them being at home and then we're sending them to Aussie to maybe win it. But it, it did feel like a real peak. For, it's definitely a, the white ball, the best white ball moment in New Zealand cricket history, for sure. Yeah. Um, maybe the Champions Trophy was pretty big, I suppose. First sort of I was going to say, win, don't but, you dare um, disrespect my 2000 <laughs> Championship trophy. <laughs> I'll never, no I'll never bring this is way higher than that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, definitely for white ball, the test championship was huge. I still remember that. That's that's unreal stuff. But um, yeah, it sort of started our our sort of real sort of stretch as a, as a top cricketing nation. This this tournament. So um, I don't know if it'd be the peak of us as a nation mm. as a cricket team, but but close. I think it started it started the peak. Yeah, it's hard to I, I I think if you if you ask New Zealand cricket fans or no let's no no more less New Zealand cricket fans casual fans what their biggest yeah. memory is I think it'd be this over anything this moment in this period. Um, well, we do the I tell you what I love. Two thousand and seventeen, and look back twenty fifteen to sort of twenty nineteen will be the peak New Zealand cricket era. I'd say. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For yeah, sure. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'll tell you um, what. Just one more. I'd love, yeah. love if you ever do get that chance to win, interview the White Whale, our, our goat Smitty. I'd love to know what he thinks his peak is as a commentary, as a commentator. Sorry, mm. when he when he thought yeah. he was at his absolute best because he's yeah. just special from Smithy. From that Aussie game with Warney to this, it's it's special from from Smithy. It's hard because the the World Cup final. It probably wasn't his peak, but it like professionally that 2019 World yeah. Cup probably was, like, worldwide. Mm-hmm. So I, I would yeah. imagine, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but personally it's probably that that it probably is, but professionally the 2019 probably probably pips it. 
Um, right, we've got time for what un- uh, unanswerable questions. I've only got one for you guys. Would South Africa have beaten Australia in the final? Oh. That's mine. Yeah. Um, nah. I think they would have I think they would have got closer, put it that way. Yeah. We didn't come close. Which was pretty tough. But as I said, I don't remember the second half of that game, so yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I, the only other unanswerable I think is what um, what happened if it didn't rain. Uh, I yeah. mean, we scored yeah. we scored three hundred and forty two overs. So, like, what were we chasing? But what weren't we chasing? Um, you know, I think we know what happens if that that catch gets taken off Grand Alley. I think, like, you know, it's pretty answerable if that happens. Um, so, every good win, we lose. New Zealand cricket's dead forever. Um, but yeah, I think the, the rain and then yeah, does Africa win in the final? Probably two big ones. Yeah, that was the biggest one I had. Is how how does Africa go? Um, I was trying to think of some others there, but yeah, that that's the big one. What? Yeah, how would a South Africa go? And what would happen if it rained? Because obviously, the hard part of a run chase is like keeping it going, extending it. So, yeah. say we had to chase three seventy and fifty, that's a lot bigger task. Yeah. Hundred percent. And actually, I was watching things. Like, what if Ross Taylor could run between the wickets? Just in general, it's just, it's just a life of us. <laughs> like, do we win that? Like three down and thirty-five overs. If Gupta and Ross just stay going, we'll never, never know. Uh, right, better wrap up as the time's about to run out. Um, that is us for another week. We hope you enjoyed the special Patreon Power Play. Um, if you are here on YouTube, please leave a li- uh, leave a like, leave a comment, or even subscribe for a little bit more. If you're feeling extra generous and you want to support us here at TMC, how maybe you just don't want to pay for that YouTube premium and you want to listen on the go. I, we all get that. Have a look at patreon.com slash cricket for the audio-only edition. Legacy, Jacko, thanks as always, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks, mate. I believe the pinch hit is still looking for for players and the free Patreon is still standing. So hit up Ricky Black.